Welcome back to Are You Wearing Pants, where we check in via Zoom on personalities in the advertising and media world to find out how they're coping professionally and personally during the pandemic and the harsh long-term lockdowns we're all experiencing. As we record this podcast, much of New South Wales and Victoria are still in hard lockdown after many months. And news of Australia's tough lockdown rules are making headlines around the world. So how are we all coping working from home? How are we managing balancing family and work life? And how's our mental health doing? In this episode, we caught up with the lovely Renata Barbosa. As head of integrated content at DDB Sydney, Renata is undoubtedly one of the industry's busiest producers, but somehow she still finds time to bake cakes for her neighbours. Let's hear Renata's story. Hello, Renata. Hello there. Hi, I can't hear you guys. Hang on. Oh, okay. I can hear you now. Oh, good. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Yeah, really well. Good to see you. Good to see you guys too. Haven't seen you for a while. I know, I know. Well, we're we're seeing everybody's top half at the moment on Zoom, so it's uh, (laughs) it's all a bit fun and games of lockdown. I know, yeah. It's a bit boring now. Before we go any further, can you just introduce yourself and tell us who you are? Sure. Um, My name is Renata Barbosa and I'm the head of integrated content at DDB. Cool. Now, we can see you on Zoom. You are working from home. Yes, have been like everyone else for a while now, yes. And is that a company-wide policy? Is anybody in the office at the moment at DDB? No, since this last lockdown, we've got everyone from home. That, that's where we wanted to start, really. You're working from home. Have you got a family? Have you got a dog? How's how's your situation working out? Um, yes, so I have a young family. I've got two children, a, a 10-year-old and a just turned six-year-old. So one in um, year five and one in kindy. So um, it's interesting with uh, the whole school scenario and having to um, share some of the load with my partner. Yeah, that's pretty tricky. I've got very similar age kids, so I've got a, a nine-year-old and an 11-year-old, yeah, so yeah. I can imagine. The, the, the 10-year-old, he's pretty, you know, independent, so he can do a lot of his homework on his own, but the little one, that means, like, we do shift work. Uh, one day it's me, one day it's my partner, and we just take over and do some of the, the homework with, with him because obviously he can't do it on his own. But I guess we, we're also very lucky. I guess uh, we're in the northern beaches in Sydney, so um, there's plenty of space to run around. They're out on a bike ride at the moment. You touched on the, the fact that obviously some people have very different situations working from home with, you know, a whole load of flat share people or, you know, babies. I don't know. Everybody's got a different story. Story. So from your point of view, has it been okay? Do you do you find working from home all right or do you hate it? Um, I think the novelty kind of been wearing off a little bit this time around. The first round that we had last year was, you know, it was a kind of a new world for everyone a little bit with, you know, working from home. Everyone's talking about flexible working environment and, you know, this new thing. And in a way, perhaps was easier last time, even though it was the first time around. I think this time around is a bit harder, especially with the kids. They miss the, the um, little friends quite a lot. Mm. And um, with work for us both working full-time it, it gets to a point where it starts getting quite a lot to carry on but I think we're pretty lucky like just being able to see the kids every day like that, that's the side I guess you know last year was like whoa this is great um, but still like being able to see them every day have breakfast and lunch and, and dinner together where before I would see them 
and drop off at school and I wouldn't see them again until 6.30, 7 o'clock at night. You don't realise how much you missed them from growing up, like all the little, you know, nuances of them growing and everything. I think that's if there is a, a great silver lining on all, all of that, I think is just being able to be closer to the children. But everyone's dealing with it in a different way. So you've got people that have flatmates, so it's, you know, harder to everyone in Zoom calls the whole day or noise or, um, but some of them also live on their own. So I guess the loneliness of not having um, someone to bounce, you know, ideas with on a normal day. So everyone, I think, is coping in a different way. Yeah, very much so. And that's certainly what we've found. I mean, most of the people we've spoken to uh, seem to be getting on with things. So how are you finding the work side of things? Obviously, DDB is not going to slow down for you to, you know, enjoy yourself at home. Uh, what's it What's it been like? Are you able to uh, keep up with everything? Keep up with your team? Yeah, we were we were really close. Like we were like a big team, but we we're quite close. Everyone's been in the team for at least two years, so we, we know each other enough now to have formed those you know friendships and relationships outside of just the work. So I think we've been really lucky, being really supportive of each other, and um, we do frequent calls. We, we we've got a weekly meeting where everyone joins in and talk about what they're working on, so everyone gets to know. We're not with your TV department. You're talking right. about yeah, right. We create an environment where we still sharing the the work and the energy to help the fact that we're not together yeah it it, did it be it's never gonna stop no uh we were in fact like last year the first round of lockdown that was probably one of our busiest times we had non-stop shoots and we still were shooting until a couple of weeks ago we still had like large shoots i think now this last couple of weeks been a bit quiet um, and everyone's like what what's going on have jobs been put on ice is that one of the things that might be happening now um, I think, again, different from last year, there's a, some of the brands are finding it a bit challenging to be seen to be doing a lot of work, especially bigger shoots. I think from a brand image point of view, some of them are a bit nervous about being um, being seen of doing a big shoot, like bringing a lot of people together, I guess, on a set. So I think there's some nervousness around that. Uh, we haven't stopped. We're still shooting, you know, following all the protocols. I think our clients, if nothing else, have, yeah, there's a new level of developed like trust and um, much more in a way we're working much closer now like there's so much more talks before we start a job uh, to see how we're actually going to be able to you know achieve everything that we need to achieve um, and get through everything we need to get through whether before maybe we took it for granted like it was you know it was a part of the process but now we all need to get together and talk about the job much more than before so there is a, a stronger level uh, feeling of partnership. So the preparation and the lead up to a job could be seen as being better but when it comes to shoot day are you there do you go do your team turn up or are you having to run a you know a big production from home i haven't been to some of the most recent but um we have had the producers go to the shoots yeah as i was saying there's so much protocol i think we're so lucky in this industry because we they really stuck to together to adhere to the protocols and the safety around COVID and everything that can be done to keep the crew and the talent and everyone around them safe. So I think everyone feels really comfortable and safe when they go to sets. Some of the sets that we had most recently were considered safer than you know, any construction site or, or <laughs> Florence because literally everyone had been tested. Yeah. 
every talent, you know what I mean? Like, so there's a, yeah, a real sense of trust and, and, and feeling safe when they're going to set. So yes, we have been going to sets, but we have, we have also had jobs where it was a combination of remote shoot versus attendance. Um, and, and are the clients sort of forgiving or not forgiving? Are they understanding uh, of the process and are they more involved than they would have been on a shoot specifically? Kind of yes and no. I think some of the, the on the smaller jobs, perhaps yes. You try to minimise the the time spent around, you know, multiple versions of the same, you know, options of the same scene and things. But on the bigger jobs, if the client's not in attendance, which we have most recently, we haven't had many clients attend set, um, we run like a, a, a Zoom or a Teams live. So whilst we're watching, everyone is watching at the same time and we can see each other and we can comment live. So, and, and the level of collaboration stayed, remained from where we left off when we went into lockdown. So um, I think because of the pre and all the preparation before getting to that point, we already know what we need to, what we need to achieve and how fast we need to run. And yes, the pre takes longer now, I think, but um, we'll cover whatever we need to cover and the client um, until the client's happy. Going back to the trust piece, we had had to um, shoot for some of our clients, for one of our clients recently where um, we, did, we weren't able to, to watch two full days of shoot just because it had to run so fast the director had to arrive at the location and start shooting everything without us even seeing or the client seeing, but there's a level of trust. We spoke so much about what we need to cover beforehand that there was no, like, you know, we, we didn't feel we missed out on anything. There was a level of trust with the production company and the director and we and they got everything we discussed that we needed to get. So if nothing else, we learned so much how different ways of doing it, it's taught us a lot. Well, that sounds amazing that they're giving you that much trust and you're still delivering such great results. Yeah, I was just wondering what would be the biggest challenge that you've faced um, through the pandemic in terms of work through the process, whether it be technological or, um, you know, organisational what have been the biggest challenges, you think? It varies. Um, I think, again, this time around, again, and I keep saying that, it just feels different from the first round last year. Um, last year was because it was so unknown. You know, the industry was still coming together, especially the CPCs being so amazing and putting all the rules and regulations and protocols in, in place. Th- that first time around last year, it was all about learning how to do it and trusting the process and trusting that it can be done remote. So there was a much more anxious um anxious times of and, and nervousness around can we actually do it so some of the clients actually pull jobs out the ones that really didn't have to go ahead you know even though we saw a massive spike on on say for example clients such as mcdonald's and westpac um we do we did so much work for them during that first round last year where this time this year is that the feeling is that we know how to do this we can continue doing but a new sense of being seen as doing the right thing and wanting to do the right thing, I guess, um, has meant that there's much more conversation up front. So I guess the challenge is now is making sure that we're not curbing the creative idea up front because of all we know, um, how challenging it can be to get to where we need to get. So when we review work together, we keep, we, you know, it's almost like forget that there's a pandemic. We need to review the work 
like we would have, you know, two years ago, we still need to deliver this. And then once we all get to a point where everyone is happy with that work, okay, now that's the challenge. How are we going to make that work? That sounds like a good way of going about it. Obviously, if if you're writing for a pandemic, it's going to be one thing. But if you're just writing and coming up with the ideas, it's like you say, you want to make it work without pandemic thoughts and then maybe back. No, it's creative first and then we just cuddle up with our production partners. Are you okay? (laughs) holding hands and like this is what we're going to have to do and let's do it fantastic cool so um we've spoken about your own situation pulling out a bit we've got a a massive agency how many people are at ddb at the moment do you know i'd say we we're just over 300 right is there a policy or things in place for you to be able to catch up with with the rest of you know the departments do you have catch-ups with the creatives and the suits and so on how does it work with, a, with you know with everybody else and you're getting your department collaborating with everybody else how do, do you do that all on zoom obviously yeah um, I think we pretty I think like most of the agencies I think we all pretty well versed on that by now the whole zoom and teams and all of those platforms um, did he be uh, I, I you know, hand on heart, say handled so well everything since last year. We always had a lot of communication coming from management, and we have uh, weekly all staff meetings on Monday mornings, where someone from the agency that we don't know who's going to be each time reads basically everything that is happening in the whole group, you know, all the different clients, like a top line overview of what's going on in that week. So, um, for example, this week we had our head of social read through the news um, whilst um, cycling on his uh, spin bike at at home. (laughs) Um, And then last week we had, I think, someone present the whole thing with their dogs um, and the week before, someone pretending to be Gladys. So you're keeping the sense of humour going. Yeah. So everyone shows up. You can see, like, the number of people watching and, you know, just everyone with their cameras on and laughing and commenting, just trying to keep that, you know, we all apart but trying to stay together. And um, all the reviews or creative reviews still happening, like, on Zoom. Everyone's still involved. All the meetings and everything, we still have stand-ups. Like I mentioned before, our producers' teams, we have a Wednesday meeting and we've been trying to do one on Friday as well. So, yeah, it is not the same. It's not never going to be. But I think what I'm hearing now, and I've just done a, a round of check-ins with the team and um, everything that I've been hearing for the last two weeks is, is uh, I can't wait to go back into the office. Yeah, everyone's getting a bit fatigued, but yeah. it does seem to be a, a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel and yeah. hopefully things will, will keep along that track. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing you may not want to or be able to talk about it, but Ben, uh, Ben Welsh has announced he's leaving. Has he has he left? Uh, no, not yet. No. Not for a few Okay. Yeah. So that must be a pretty big uh, change for all of you coming up. Yeah, I think, you know, everyone that, you know, like yourself that worked with Ben know that he's such a a legend uh, in the industry, Um, not just from the person that he is, but also for the amazing body of work that he's Mm. done over the years. So it is a, a, a big loss, but I think something that he wanted to do and everyone could see that and everyone's excited for him for, you know, the next chapter in his career, whatever that might turn out to be, if he's writing, if he's, you know, reviewing wine <laughs> or, or writing music or writing a book, uh, whatever that is that he wants to do now. Um, yeah, I don't think the fires are going to go out there. He's very creative and, yeah, such a true gentleman as well. Whenever we've worked with him, he's just a 
an absolute legend. He's quite uh, disarming as well. He always wants to know what we think. And so many, you know, people at that point in their career, they don't care what we think. But Ben will always go, so w- w- do you think this is a good idea? Or do, you, do you like this? Or, you know, and I'm, I'm like, wow, you care? <laughs> yeah, he's, he cares what everyone thinks. He wants your opinion and your creative input, regardless of what, you know, discipline you're coming from. It was short and sweet for me. I've only worked with him for a couple of years. Yeah, years, well, look, I'm sure Ben leaving the agency is sad but it'll eventuate in some changes at DDB but moving out even further with the pandemic and the lockdown do you think the industry is in a good place I'm talking about the Australian advertising industry I mean we we know this is a worldwide thing but specifically do you think we're going to come out of this better and how's 2022 looking for you guys are you looking towards that watching from last year to now and how much work has been produced and yes of course some of the industries have suffered and is still kind of trying to pick up the pieces from last year let alone second round but I don't think the industry has lost a lot of its pace. I think the energy is still there, but it might just watching a little bit until they come back to the, their former self kind of thing. So I think there's still a lot of new stuff coming out, a lot of excitement for new ways of doing things and just talking to some of the, the managing partners at work and what some of those clients have planned for next year. Like no one has taken the foot off the pedal, you know, new platforms for, you know, new brands, new new outlooks and things. So I think there's still... Um, We're in a good way. Yeah, yeah, I think so, which is exciting to see. And, you know, I think we've been, I know I use the word luck because... Uh, my background, I'm from Brazil and it's in, and I know different people from, you know, with backgrounds in different uh, countries had such a different overview of, of how they've been hit by this pandemic. But I think, you know, I, um, we somehow escaped a lot of that sadness that came with it. So, um, but from an industry point of view, I think I can only see, yeah, again, from my angle, I think there's still a lot. Oh, great stuff to come. When you talk about Brazil, um, you've obviously got family over there. It must be hard being in Australia and having family in Brazil dealing with the pandemic and just the, the worries that come with that and also the separation, not being able to see your family. How have you and your family dealt with that? Yeah, it's really sad because I can't travel there. I found new ways of getting close to them. So, you know, I listen to the Brazilian news every morning and um, and we do frequent Zoom calls with the family now where before was more, you know, phone call here or there kind of to find out to make sure that everyone's okay. Since last year, I have a new niece that I haven't seen and she's only one year old and unfortunately have lost some family to this whole, to the virus. That we oh, that's terrible. Had. Yeah, it is what it is. And I think if you dwell on the sad part of it, it just all becomes so sad um, so we just stick to the happy parts where we can see each other, everyone's healthy and, and focus on that. So um, looking ahead uh, today, there was mentions of the roadmap out of lockdown. Let's assume next year or towards the end of this year, people will be able to go back to work. Do you know what DDB are going to do? Are you going to be invited to come back in or is there a, a policy already set up that you won't be coming back in? I'm going to go out and say this, like last year at the first chance that we had to go back in everyone was back in right like we were back in last year in august and yeah we were still hearing back in november that some agencies hadn't gone back yeah i don't know there's this 
this magnetism with DDB, like we work together when we are together so well, like it's this massive, you know, ball of energy just runs together. I think because of the size of some of the work and the energy and the buzz that they create, you want to be amongst that. So this time around, I think management will come up with a plan for a return. Mm. It'd probably be a staggered return, similar to perhaps to what was planned for last year. Maybe management go back and some of the heads of departments will go back first and then from there increasing the number of people going back to the office. But just from what I can hear, the eagerness of everyone's so eager to go back, um, you won't take long until everyone's back. That's great. Um, and also just on that return back to work, there are a few issues obviously in society at the moment, just in terms of, say, for example, the vaccine. Um, there's been vaccine hesitancy out there. Do you think there'll be any issues with um, vaccines with staff uh, or is there going to be a policy, do you think, uh, in terms of you know being able to continue to work from the office in the environment if you're not vaccinated? Yeah, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because it's such a personal thing as well. And that's where I think this pandemic is so hard. It doesn't affect it. It's not like I don't want to go back in the office because I don't like the office. It's just like for my health, it affects people's lives in a different ways. And that's where I think there needs to be a level of respect for people's level of comfort in their own situation, with their own situation. So I think most of our team, we all been vaccinated by now. We all probably only have a couple of people that are still waiting for their second dose. But within the agency, it's hard to tell. And again, it's, it comes to everyone's you know personal situation whether or not they can be vaccinated um the db has done such an amazing job of keeping a, a flexible environment for even again last year with a lot of people still working from remotely um if they didn't have to go into the office so if becomes a something that it is that everyone needs to be vaccinated if you come from omni omnicom uh i'm sure there will be some local flex work environment that i can't see them coming back with something that will be uh, upset anyone have you um had any problems with hiring people or even you know have people lost their jobs has there been much movement in in terms of the agency with, um, you know, the staff? Everyone was so scared last year, you know, losing their jobs and we would hear horror stories about the industry, how many people lost their job. We did not lose one person for this whole time. That's great. Out of out of DDB's choice, like if people left to go to different jobs, yes, fair enough, but we, we haven't had to lose anyone, which was amazing and amazing, like I guess reflects on how management really um, worked hard to make sure that that happened. Yes, your first question about in terms of the industry, I think everyone kind of knows a little bit now. It's become really hard to um, to hire. Um, so much talent has left the country as well. Um, so the pool has become much smaller. So you can see a lot of agencies fighting for talent right now, which is tricky. Um, but at the same time, it's exciting because you can see people working from for overseas companies, like just from sitting in, you know, at the beach in <laughs> Sydney, working for someone in London or for someone in New York. Like I've for got sure. friends working from overseas companies. So I think that's all in a testament to how, you know, we're looking at things in a different way. Yeah, it's becoming a bit tricky to hire right now. Okay, well, I didn't know that, but um, well, I know that all the freelance producers that we deal with have all got uh, jobs lined up, so yes. that's a good gauge for, for us. We're always happy for everyone. I know you heard that everyone's been placed. Cool. Well, it sounds like you and DDB are in a good place. During this lockdown or even the last lockdown, have you picked up any new skills? Are you baking or knitting or <laughs> painting? Oh, God, yeah. I think I 
become a little bit of the baking thing. Like I tried to do the knitting, but it didn't really work. My children said that I could, I wouldn't be able to do anything for them. <laughs> are you doing sourdough or what are you doing? A little bit of, you know, the cake baking, the bread mm-hmm. baking, yeah, a little bit of those. Um, every time I, I do a batch, I try to share with the neighbours and we started this thing now, we're all kind of sharing the bakings. Like, That's great. Like, yeah, so... Some people are more skills in different areas of the baking world, so we all kind of share the love a little bit. I'm conscious that you've probably got things to get on with now, but um, thank you so much for your time, Renata. Yeah, thanks so much. I really um, hope we can get these podcasts that we're putting together out quickly just so that everybody can have a listen and get a gauge on what's going on out there in the industry. I think most people know, but I think it's just great to find out, you know, how people are coping because... I mean, for instance, talking to the editor yesterday, their world is quite similar to ours. They've, you know, normally got people in their suite Mm. uh, working with them and bouncing ideas around. And we just don't have anybody in at the moment. And it's it's a big part of the industry that we miss and can't wait for everyone to come back. Yeah, exactly. The networking, the the little parties and, and going to the suites and going to the post houses is such a massive part of what we do like missing the faces and missing the the chats and and just talking about the work as well like makes such a it is such a an influencer of what we do so um so, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I suppose the, the one good thing is you don't have such a long commute anymore. It's just uh, down the corridor and. Don't save me on fuel. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks so much again. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. All right. Have a great afternoon. Bye. Yeah, bye. If you've got an interesting or funny lockdown story you'd like to share with us, we'd love to hear from you and get you on the podcast. Get in touch at contact at smithandwestern.com.au. 